Hey, real quick, I want to give a shout out to one of my newest Patreon members, Sebastian. My man is looking to get better with women. And by God, I'm going to get this man laid. He's in the premium tier and there's only a few spots left available. If you've been waiting to join for whatever reason, you're going to want to jump on it before spots run out. Visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod or click the link in the description. Now here's the show. I think a lot of the problem comes from the fact that most men do not have a strong support network of other men. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you're almost kind of communicating to the woman that she's like your mother and that she's the only person there that's going to be able to help you emotionally in that kind of a situation. I think there's a big disconnect from the women that are asking guys to be vulnerable. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review and actually write out why you like the show. If you are watching on YouTube, please drop a comment. I don't care if it's an emoji or, uh, you know, just comment about my, my Punisher hat. I don't care. Just comment something, man. It helps us in the algorithm. All right. Uh, before I get too far uh, into the show, I want to drop a shout out to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash come on man pod. There's five tiers available. Uh, the lowest tier is like five bucks. And uh, if you join the Patreon, you will help support the show and helps me get in front of more men, helps me keep creating content for men that will help men. So check it out, patreon.com slash come my man pod. All right, this week, joining me are returning guests, Alex Costello and the artist formerly known as Purple Pill Eric. Uh, at the time of this recording, he was still pur Purple Pill Eric. But uh, if you guys tune in every week, you saw his interview just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he goes by Eric Explains now on TikTok, but of course he changed all that after after I got all this stuff recorded because he didn't consult with me. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? <laughs> anyway, Alex and Eric join me today and we're talking about being vulnerable with women, uh, which if you guys follow me at all, like on TikTok and stuff like that, I always say, you know, don't bring your problems to your woman save them for your boys or your therapist. Uh, I will continue to say that until the day I die. But uh, Alex thought it would be a good idea for the three of us to get together. He basically volunteered my show as the forum for this conversation. Uh, but that's okay, because it was a it was a fun conversation. I like both these guys. But uh, I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Do you normally follow me on TikTok? I'm guessing you haven't seen me for a while. That's because I've been battling a crushing shadow ban. And I also have an account warning. As most of you know, I got banned over a year ago and it's been a struggle getting back to where I was. And these shadow bans aren't helping. To try to save this account, I've put my TikTok on private and I'm taking a break from TikTok until November. I've even deleted the app. If you want to see my usual short form content, then please follow me on Instagram. The link is in the description. Again, follow me on Instagram. Also, so TikTok can't pull an Andrew Tate on me, I'm asking people to subscribe to my email list. If you do, I'll give you some cool stickers free of charge with postage paid. I'll put the link in the description for that too, but you can sign up at list.comeonmanpod.com. That's L-I-S-T dot comeonmanpod.com. Get some cool stickers and here's the show. All right, joining me this week are returning guests, Alex Costello and Purple Pill Eric. We are going to essentially wing it today, (laughs) but our main point of conversation is going to be around being vulnerable with women. What's going on, guys? It's been a while. How have you been, man? Hey, what's up? It, it, I think, I think at this point, like we, we, I recorded uh, episodes with both of you guys and uh, it wasn't that long ago, but by the time this drops, it's going to feel like forever ago. So (laughs) (laughs) you're you're that busy, huh? Well, it's just, there's a space time continuum with this podcast and I record, I don't ever do anything live and uh, cause I fucking hate lives. Uh, but so these are all recorded in the, in the can, they're all in advance so that like by the time I record something and then when it drops, there's usually like a month or even two months in between. It's uh, it's ridiculous, but Alex, what's up before we get started here, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience in case they were living under a rock the last time you were here? So, I am Alex Costello. I go online and I search for stupid things that people do. And I try to highlight those in funny yet cute ways at the same time. That's just what I do. And I I try to keep it as real as I can with, you know, just as much real world experience and knowledge backed up from it, from guys like you guys. That's what I do. Yeah. I like that. Sounds good. Uh, Purple pill, Eric. Hey. Same thing. Tell tell people about about you. I think you're by this time, like your TikTok is probably like you probably have a hundred million oh. followers. Uh, after your after your uh, spiel on narcissists, you like like skyrocketed. So um, tell people about you. All right. So I'm Purple Pill Eric, and for the past basically five years, I was single. And I went on a whole bunch of dates, learned a whole bunch of things, pretty much went from someone with no experience to someone with lots of experience, made a TikTok channel to just kind of share all the things that I learned along the way, uh, things that I've been told from internet forums, whether they were true, whether they were not true, things that other, other men had given me advice. Is this true? Is it not? I learned a ton of things. And so I'm just sharing everything that I've learned. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Eric, so... The topic today is being vulnerable with women. What's what's your take on being vulnerable with women, being a self-proclaimed purple pill expert? All right. All right. I'm getting to start this. So I thought a lot about this and I've seen most of the people that are probably watching this have seen tons of uh, videos of men giving advice on that you should not be 
vulnerable with women because to some extent it's going to be used against you later. And uh, I kind of thought about where that comes from, if that's true or not. And so here's the things that I've kind of come up with. This is my take on this. So women do not Let's see how I'm with this. All right. Women don't like it when a man gives an inappropriate emotional response to a situation. And with most of the men that are new to the manosphere and red pill kind of theory, the problem is, is that they don't have the emotional maturity or the emotional intelligence. And for someone in that kind of a situation, showing no emotion is actually better than showing any emotion. So like they're really at the spot where it's better to just not show any emotion than to even try uh, because that it, they typically run into problems when they do. Um, however, if a man has emotional maturity, he's leveled himself up, he has experience, and he understands how to deal with people, including women, uh, I don't think there's any problem with showing the appropriate emotions at the appropriate times. So a good example of this that I thought of would be something like, let's say a man has a girlfriend and he is going for this promotion at his job and he misses it, right? Most men fail countless times. Life is a series of failures. You have some successes in there and then people think that you're awesome because you've had a few successes. They have no idea. They've never heard about your failures, right? So he fails and he feels horrible and he comes home and you know he tells his wife or his girlfriend, man, I just, I feel like shit. And the girl, naturally, her response is to want to comfort him. And so he might even get into a situation like an iron rule of Tomasi number nine, which basically says you should never self-deprecate, where he'll self-deprecate. And he'll say, man, I, I'm just not good enough. And of course, the girl's going to respond by saying, oh, no, babe, you're, you're wonderful. And just kind of create this, this negative energy. I think what a mature man would do in that kind of a situation where he fails at something is evaluate what went wrong evaluate what he could do better and put together some loose plan of action that has a first step that he can take right away so that now all of a sudden he's onto something new. And of course, if you're with a girl, she's going to find out when you have failures and she's naturally going to come along and comfort you when you do, you don't have to go bidding for it. Um, but when you get in that situation where you put yourself down after a failure, then it can and will be used against you later because it's going to subconsciously, I think, create this this thing in her brain that's like, oh, well, what's, what's going on here? So I think the key, one of the things that happens with anything like manosphere talk or red pill talk is, is they make everything binary or almost ideological, like you should always do this or always do that, which is useful for someone who's new who's never heard of it, because if they follow those steps, they're going to get some sort of results. But as you mature and as you grow and as you learn what the appropriate response is, like the one I gave in the example, there's no reason why you can't, uh, you know, if, if she comes up to you and she says, oh, how did it go? And you can say something like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go very well. Here's what I've got planned for the next thing. And, you know, you're on to the next thing. Hopefully that makes sense. That's yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. One thing that um, I, and I, I put out videos about this myself and I, I've seen it happen in my life, right? My, my dad is one of those guys that... Um, he, he talks about this one job all the time to this day. My dad's like 76. He talks about back when he used to work for this one company. And I think that one company was his like pinnacle, you know, and he got fired from that job. And 
my mom tells it that he got fired from that job and basically just sort of gave up. He was unemployed for like two years and just was like depressed. And, you know, and I think what women don't like about situations like that, it's not necessarily that the guy got laid off or that, you know, he's not making money. It's that he gave up on himself, right? right. Like if, if he got fired and was like, you know what? I got fired or I got laid off or whatever, but you know what? This weekend, I'm going to work on my resume. I'm going to get it up to date. Next week, I'm going to send this resume off to a hundred places and then, you know, like have a game plan, like you said. And that women are like, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. And they'll support you in that. They, but if you give up on yourself and be like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, I'm, I'm worthless, uh, you know, life sucks. And women don't like that and they will leave. <laughs> They will 100% leave. Eric, Yo. or Ella, Alex. Yes. Sorry. Alex, you're a married red pill kind of guy. Oh, geez. Are you are you vulnerable with your <laughs> wife? Uh, um, what is See, that's, that's the whole thing. That's why I wanted to come together and talk about this is because what does that mean? Like, I need that kind of quantified. And I put out that video a couple of months ago now where I had basically said that most guys don't understand what women mean when they say they want them to be vulnerable with them. And really what I think it means personally is that they want us to be able to talk about how we feel. I know that sounds so like, duh, right? But they want us to be able to talk about it in, and it kind of ties into what Eric with his example is they want a guy who can talk about them in a measured and mature way. So am I? Maybe. I mean, I'm living out, I or not currently, but really recently, I I lived out what you just said basically in real time. Mm -hmm. I lost my job due to no fault of anybody. There was nothing anybody could do about it. Yeah, shit happens and, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Shit happened. And I I basically just did not slow down at all and i shared my plan with her yeah i shared with her that i was i was pissed i was really upset about it mm -hmm. but i i told her in a way where it wasn't covering my tracks it wasn't being lazy about it it wasn't throwing the blame at anybody else it was this is where i'm at this is how i feel about it and this is what i'm going to do about it mm -hmm. and and it it went very smoothly i'm i'm employed again things are things are happy in the home you know yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. My, my take on all this, uh, well, you guys know my take on like what happens if you get fired, obviously, but just cause I, I hear guys say it all the time. Oh, if you get fired or if you get sick, like she's leaving, Hypergamy, bro. right. It's like, uh, it, she'll, yeah, she will leave. If you, if you fucking give up on yourself, like stop, you know, but, um, so when it comes to being vulnerable with women or, you know, sharing your emotions or your feelings, the way I look at it is uh, for the most part, women uh, I found want you to listen to them. They want you to be a, an active listener when they have a problem. They want you to be their rock because that's what they look for mo men to be typically in a relationship. So you have to be a good listener but not solve any of her problems, right? Just <laughs> she needs you to be sort of a sounding board 
for her problem so she could work through it because that's sort of what women do, right? Um, on the other side, a lot of guys have no friends. They have no guy, no guy friends outside of the marriage. And, you know, they, they hang out with their wives' friends, husbands and stuff like that, but they're not friends, right? And so guys have no one to talk to about their problems. So they pile this shit on their women. They make their women, their therapist, their mom, their uh, emotional tampon, you know? And so they, a lot of guys will just be like, you know, dump all their emotions on their woman with no solutions. And that's the key that both of you guys brought up here is that you, if you share your emotions with your woman or your problems that you're having, you, you're bringing a solution with it. And that's totally acceptable, but most guys don't do that. So I usually tell guys, Hey, (laughs) don't, don't be doing that to your woman. She's not your therapist. She's not your mom. Save it for your, your guy friends, right? Like when you're going out for beers and guys should be having friends outside of their relationship, they should be having good circle of guy friends that they can, you know, maybe once a week or every other week, or at least once a month, go and, and talk to them about guy stuff, you know, and it's, and have a good support system like that outside of that. So they're not putting that on their, on their girl. But if you absolutely have to bring a problem to her, I mean, like if, if, if you're married and you lose your job, that affects both of you. So you, you can't hide that from her. So you do have to bring that stuff to her, but you should have a solution with that or else she's going to look at you like, well, what the, you want me to fix this? Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, they, they know that they're not the fixers. They know. Right. Yeah. You wanted to jump in there, Eric? Yeah. That's a huge point that you brought up. I, I would definitely echo that. I think a lot of the problem comes from the fact that most men do not have a strong support network of other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're almost kind of communicating to the woman that she's like your mother and that she's the only person there that's going to be able to help you emotionally in that kind of a situation. And you compound, you compound that with, I don't have a plan for going forward. And then it's just like, you're all that I have to save me from this. And you know, no woman wants to feel like that mother that has to take care of the child. Yeah. you're, You're creating that kind of a frame in that kind of a situation. And then it just becomes something where men can't understand that. So they revert to the whole, well, I just won't show any emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, and man, I, I was that guy. I was, uh, I was married for 14 years. I had zero friends outside of that. I would go to work and I would come home and my wife was really the only person I could talk to about that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I had some guy friends in the office But, and then I would basically bitch to them about how my wife sucked, you know, but, (laughs) but I, you know, I think if you have a a good group of guy friends and I learned this when I read uh, no more Mr. Nice guy, you know, by Dr. Robert Glover is that if you have a good group of guy friends, like they'll, they'll help you through a solution. You know, sometimes it's just, Hey dude, pull your fucking head out of your ass. (laughs) You know? But it's good. Like men need that kind of stuff. Sometimes they need that kind of tough love. And your your girl's never going to say that. She's going to take your fe- feelings into consideration. She's going to not want to hurt your feelings. She's she's going to tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. So it's just 
not a great idea to to always dump your shit on your girl you know what i mean what, what what's your take on that alex so if it, i think there's a big disconnect from from the women that are asking guys to be vulnerable first of all there's two disconnects the first okay. the one is is uh with guys it, those women are only talking about men in relationships first and foremost. So the single guys that are chiming their, their two cents into this, it's like, just please shut up. Cause you don't know what you're talking about. But uh, the second disconnect is that women don't understand that men think differently. They're solipsistic. They hmm. think that we think like them often. And we I really, think, honestly, don't. if you want to get real here, I think a lot of guys think that women should think like them too. Oh, men are solipsistic yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They, they, <laughs> most guys don't understand that women are different too. Yeah. Fair, yeah. fair point. Um, but like me personally, I, I don't want to be vulnerable or I don't want to be put in a position where I'm vulnerable and I can live like that. I can live with that mentality for some reason. Women can't. And they don't seem to understand that we can, and they don't even take that into consideration. Mm. So they kind of put this pressure onto guys and guys fall for it. And they try to be vulnerable. They try to show their emotions. And then, you know, I think I said this in a couple of my videos is that the default emotion for men is anger almost always. And for women, it's defaulted to sadness. So when there's an emotional situation, women, they take like Eric said before, they take anger as an inappropriate emotional response. Mm. So they're looking at it from those eyes like, no, you shouldn't be mad about this. You should be sad. You should be ashamed of how you feel and stuff like that. So there's a huge disconnect uh, that most women don't consider because yeah. guys, guys really struggle with being able to articulate that to women. Like I'm not built that way and it's supposed to be that way. Or maybe not supposed to, but I'm comfortable with this. Yeah, I I would just to add to that. Um, I never really thought about that myself until I saw I saw an interview Rolo did with um, I can't remember some some big show he was on, and he was like, a part of the problem is that we're being told as men that we need to have emotions like women have emotions, and we just don't emote like women emote. And, um, and that's a part of like our, our cultural problem right now is that we're, we're being told that we, that men have to emote like women do. And it's just, it's just not natural for us. What, uh, Eric, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Alex actually hit upon a huge point. He said, um, something to the effect of, um, the man being able to handle it on his own. Um, and I think a lot comes down to that because I think most people in relationships are in relationships because they either can't or don't want to handle things on their own. Mm -hmm. And when you're subconsciously communicating that to your partner that you can't handle it on your own, it creates doubt in that other person because especially uh, if we want to get gender specific in the relationship between a woman and a man, it's she wants the man to be able to handle things without her because, <laughs> you know, she wants him to support her and to be able to stand up for her and those kind of things. And if he's relying on her, it's like, wait a second, you know, it, it brings back that mother son kind of a thing. And um, 
I think that there was something else I was going to say, but it'll come back to me later. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I think I, I, I get where you're coming with that. That was another thing too, that I was thinking of when, uh, when Alex was talking about that, you know, men default to anger, women default to being sad. Uh, and I think that's that, what, what came to my mind with that was uh, when men cry, right? Like when men cry in front of a woman, um, now, now don't get me wrong. Like your, your, your family member dies, like it's okay to cry and stuff like that. But, uh, typically I would recommend not crying in front of your woman, uh, especially for, you know, dumb shit. Like you, you lost your job or something like that. Right. Like crying is just like, she will look at you and it, it might even be a subconscious thing, but women cry (laughs) <laughs> men default to anger. So if you're crying, you are essentially acting like a woman and it could be her monkey brain that looks at you with a little bit of weakness. Like what, why is he crying right now? And that also goes back to what you were saying, Eric, about uh, proper emotional responses for the situation. Right. Right. And so I think that when in those kind of situations where the man is like looking to the woman, he might say something like, let's say in this situation where he lost his job and even have a kind of attitude towards his wife or girlfriend, like, well, what should I do now? Which is kind of reminiscent of the, where do you want to eat tonight, babe? Mm. Right? Women want the man to have a plan, you know? And so if the man's attitude is I'm really down right now because of this, but here are the steps that I'm going to take. And he's already, his brain is already turning the gears on what the next step is and everything. That's fine. But if it's like the, I don't know what to do without your, you giving me input here or without your help, then it's kind of like, okay, yeah, now, now something's wrong. And yeah, same thing with crying. I think it was, I think it was, it might've been the rational male that said to never cry in front of a woman, but yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like you were saying, if a family member passes away and you don't cry, that's an inappropriate emotional response, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, I always, I mean, I always look at that sort of thing too. Like, um, one of my Holy Trinity of dating books, uh, is, uh, atomic attraction and atomic attraction. They, they talk about, you know, when in doubt, think of what's the strongest move possible because women tend to respond to strength. And so like, if, if you're feel like you need to cry is in, you're not sure is probably best to go with the strongest move there, which is to not cry. Right. Maybe wait until she's not around, but man, you know, it's to tell guys in this day and age, uh, not to cry at all. I mean, dudes are killing themselves, you know? So it's kind of unrealistic, uh, because guys are sort of bottling it up when they shouldn't be because they have no other, you know, outlet, but, uh, that's why I usually say, you know, like, get a, get a therapist, you know, <laughs> still don't put that on a woman. Don't put it on a woman. Uh, Alex. What's up? You want to jump in here about, about crying? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not so much about crying. I, I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered the topic of crying. It makes sense to, I mean, would my, I'll share it. My grandfather died seven years ago. I cried like a baby at his funeral. I didn't know I was going to, I had no, I didn't plan on showing up there and crying at grandpa's funeral, but pussy, just kidding. I'm yeah, just kidding. I know. I know, but I did. <laughs> and it just happened and it was whatever. I wasn't, I was single at the time, so it didn't really matter, mm. but so it's not really whatever, but it didn't count if you're, if <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't count when you're single. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what I think is another good talking point about this topic is the actual response that men give to the question that's being asked. Like if they're if they're LTR, their woman is saying like I I need you to be more vulnerable with me. Then I don't think a lot of guys are really equipped or ready to answer it because oftentimes they're like you know, straight on autopilot, like I'm going to be the best dad and husband I can be, blah, blah, blah. They're still plugged in and blue pill or whatever. They're not really thinking about this stuff. So they just, I think that there's that problem that isn't really discussed is that most men are like, oh shoot, what do I do now? I have to be vulnerable. What does that even mean? And that's why I, I tried to make that video. Like most guys don't even know what women mean. So I'm not sure if there's any really good practical advice I can give is other than to just women. I think they say this and they're looking for two different things. It depends on the woman because oftentimes it's just like young, dumb idiot girls on TikTok going, why can't he just be vulnerable? Like just making silly videos. Right. But the women that are seriously looking usually just want to know where you're at and just, they're doing like a checkup on you, like a reconnaissance, like, like he's, he's been pretty isolated lately. What's he thinking? Like that women think about that kind of stuff, you know, for the most part, I don't give a fuck what anybody else is thinking currently ever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm mental point of origin stuff or whatever you want to call it there. But women are, gonna, they want to know where you're at. So basically just be prepared to like give positive answers to the question like oh yeah i'm doing great you know work's going fine if things are going fine then just say that things are going fine you don't have to dive off the deep end and share your most inner demons with her just because she said the word vulnerability you know yeah that makes a lot of sense eric have you ever had a girl say i wish you were more vulnerable with me Never. (laughs) I've always uh, been on the other side of that where I was just, you know, looking for the woman to kind of be my mother or to guide me or for guidance because I was just too afraid of saying the wrong thing or saying something that was going to make her not like me. And so pulling this was this before your fuckboy days? Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. You weren't doing that while you were a fuckboy. Otherwise, I don't think you would have be able to come back here and say that you were. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, yeah. In the fuckboy days, it was a little bit different, too, because I was I was not really in a relationship, you know, so you don't really have to show any emotion at all when you're not in a relationship, which also leads me to believe that a good portion of the women who are saying I wish men would be more vulnerable. What they really mean is I wish men would fall in love with me because the, the majority of women that are saying that if they are single and they've been single for a while, they've got into situationships with guys where they start to catch feelings. The guy doesn't. So, of course, it feels like he's not being vulnerable because he's got other women on the rotation and she's kind of singling him out. And she's like, why is he not feeling the same way about me? Back to uh, what Alex said about the solipsistic thing and not realizing mm. that. But, situationship that yeah. is a term that's I, I swear to god is relatively new like within the last three years i'm i never even heard of it until i started get, uh getting heavy on tiktok never even heard of that fucking word and now it's like all over the place what is a situationship to you so to me okay i think it comes from dating apps because with dating apps it is very easy if you are attractive enough to have a lot of options 
right? Mm-hmm. And so the people that are in this are the guys that are attractive enough, which I know is a small percent, and basically half of women. And you go on a few dates with someone, but when you're going on those dates, it's not like you're not still swiping, you're not still chatting with other people. So you got other things that are lined up and certain people that you go out with, you start to like more and certain you'll start to like less, but the ones that you like more, they're not perfect. So you got other you got other things. Whereas before dating apps, it was a lot more initial work to recruit someone to go on a date with you. So I think things moved along a little bit smoother unless someone was like a career player kind of a thing. And so situationships have become more mainstream because you've got someone that you've been going on dates with for two and a half months and you're kind of like, I haven't met any of his friends or he hasn't met any of my friends or whatever. And what are we kind of a thing? And like I said, like one party really would like to take it to the next level, but the other one is perfectly comfortable exploring more options. Got it. Okay. I have this, uh, this gal that I actually, uh, went on a few dates with, um, and I, still keep in contact with her because she's a, a hairstylist and she takes care of my daughter's hair. And uh, my daughter, I don't really talk to her anymore. My daughter just sets up hair appointments with this chick and um, you know, they talk. And then my daughter comes back and tells me stories and stuff like that. But she's dating a guy now. They're exclusive. Like they're both not seeing anyone else, but she doesn't really like this guy. She just is trying to like settle down with whoever and she hates being on dating apps. So she's just being with this one guy and she refers to it as a situation ship because she just doesn't like him that much. <laughs> and I just, I think that's hilarious. So, um, Alex, how long have you been married, man? Uh, almost two years oh, okay. of like officially being married, but we've been together for six years. You've been together for six. How'd you guys meet on Tinder? You met on, ah, did it start off as a situation ship or no? <laughs> there was, there was a brief period of time where it was a situation ship. I, okay. I think, I think there was a brief period of time where I was less invested than she was. There was a brief period in time, but she was very persistent. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was a situation ship for you, but serious for her. I, I I guess yeah I mean that, that's that's how it came to be it, but it wasn't like I, I I had too much other other stuff going on either at the time if I'm being fully honest it was just one yeah. of those periods of times you know it wasn't it wasn't anything that I look back on and think about it like oh yeah that was when we were in a situation ship you know so uh when you were you weren't as serious but she was fully invested was that because you were super vulnerable with her no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was because I was, you know, maybe in her mind playing hard to get, but I was just legitimately like had a bunch of shit going on at that point in time. And I was just not nearly as invested as she was. So, yeah. So you were I, just naturally like aloof and busy as hell, like a man on his purpose. And she was just like, I can't lock this guy down. I can't figure this guy out. What is going on with this guy? I mean, that's the, yeah. <laughs> call it, call it like you see it, Paul. Was this before you, this was before you got into the red pill stuff, right? Cause you didn't get yeah. into the red pill stuff until after you got married. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't know shit about red pill at, at, at all. Yeah. Wow. No. And you were able to lock down a chick. That's amazing. <laughs> really? Is it, is it that, is it that much of an accomplishment? Where's my, give me one of them belts on the back of your wall, bro. I need a belt for that. Yeah. No, I just, I just, I think that's funny. Cause that, that was a, uh, 
I, I hear a lot of guys that get into this space, they start learning this stuff and they're just like, they're like, how did I even get women before I knew this stuff? And I, and I thought the same thing too. I'm like, how the fuck did I get, you know, get into these relationships that I had before I got into this stuff? Like, I know why they failed now for sure, <laughs> but how did I get into them in the first place? So I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. Um, yeah. Man, there's not a whole lot you could talk about about being vulnerable. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I I made some notes. It's oh, okay, right. yeah, let's hear them. I mean, I've kind of gone over the the main points though. Like you know, most guys they don't get it when women are saying this. Uh, oftentimes, though, what I've kind of it, this is a hypothesis. Okay. By the way, let me know what you guys think. Right. I think that most girls say this because they're just really looking to be vulnerable around this guy and they want some type of sign yeah. from him that it's okay. Oh, they want permission. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I think. I, I think they want the guy who can deal with her being vulnerable. Yeah, I think that's what that's a I think we sort of touched on that a little bit. I, I think that most women say they want a guy to be vulnerable. That's them saying they want a guy that will listen to their bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, not solve their bullshit. <laughs> that's the important yeah, thing. Those girls are looking for a guy, like Eric said, they want permission to be able to dump their feelings onto him. Mm, that makes sense. Do you have uh, more to add to that, Eric? Yeah. I see the flip. The flip side of this, if we're talking about vulnerability to women, if we flip it to sexuality to men, one of the things that I noticed in myself after I think it was year two was that women that have a lot of piercings or tattoos or color their hair neon colors or things like that and just act a little bit freaky attract certain guys because they, the guys now have permission to share their freaky side with the girl. And most guys, of course, don't realize that most girls, almost all girls, really like to be freaky regardless of the way that they dress or present. But there's sort of this permission that's given when the girl presents herself in a freaky way that's like, oh, sex is definitely going to be freaky. And so I also think, conversely, that certain guys that really portray that vulnerable side from the beginning, they talk about their feelings just you know, in conversations and things like that without being weird. Uh, will attract a certain kind of girl that really wants to be emotional because it's like a permission thing. So yes, I think that that's huge. And people also have different communication styles. This also goes with sexuality as well as emotionals. Uh, and I think a lot of times when a girl is saying she wishes that the guy would be more vulnerable with him, she's not receiving in the way that he's communicating because they're just, they have two different communication styles. The same reason that you know two people can be very freaky sexually with different people but not with each other because the communication and the permission and the are we on the same page here i don't want to say something or do something that seems off the charts so yeah that's actually a huge point i, I totally agree with that permission yeah yeah that actually makes a lot of sense i remember there was something i wanted to ask you alex um did you so I asked you, I said, sort of jokingly said that the reason why your wife was so invested was because you're being uh, emotional. But uh, have you ever had your wife say that she wished you were more um, in touch with your feelings or, or emotional? 
she doesn't word it like that. She had proclaimed in the past uh, things like, I I wish we could communicate better and stuff like that. That's kind of tied in with it. Mm. Uh, But yeah, like she never really said the words vulnerable. She's, she's a little bit more, I, I guess down to earth is the way I would describe it. She, she doesn't think too much in the, weird whamming way too often which is <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> gotcha you know what was uh, coming to my mind when uh when eric was talking there was um i i was i was just reading the book um boy crisis have any of you guys read that book no no, yet. no? Uh, don't don't read it it's awful, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, <laughs> so Good just to, just to give you guys a gist of it, it's written by a guy named Dr. William Farrell. Dr. William Farrell is a, I, I, I don't know if I, I could say the term former feminist. He's, uh, but he used to be like a spokesman for now, right? The National Organization for Women. So he's a total male feminist. And what he, I think what his his book is generally about is how, he was a feminist, but he realized that like feminism has at some point basically fucked up men and caused this not this problem with with boys and, you know, masculinity and masculinity is bad and all this stuff. Right. And an, another thing, the, the, the big thing I hate about this book, right, he, he comes up with some great stats, really shows you just how fucked up boys are and the, how widespread the problem is with masculinity. But his solutions are all just egalitarian left wing, like, oh, we should have boys be stay at home moms and shit, you know, <laughs> you know, like that's his solution. And like, let her be the strong, powerful woman. And it basically just like all the stuff that has caused the problem. He's just like, let's do more of that. But uh, one thing that just kept coming to my mind listening to him because he's reading the book he just sounds like a very like feminine man and he's just talking about how boys need to be more empathetic and you need to have empathy and empathy this and i swear to god if you counted up if you took or did a drinking game right uh, anytime he said the word empathy or empathetic you'd be just you you'd probably have liver failure um <laughs> eric do you think do you think men need to be more empathetic? Do you need we think we ha- need to have more empathy when when dealing with women? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would benefit from being more empathetic, regardless of whether they're male or female. I think empathy is a huge uh, skill set to have in your toolbox to be able to relate to anyone, especially in a relationship. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um. So the people that don't have much empathy, all of them, of course, would benefit from having more. I'm not sure what percentage of men that is. Um, but if yeah, the questions, do you think men need to be more empathetic? Definitely some of them, the ones that aren't empathetic enough. And I guess more of the root of that question would be like, when women are complaining that men are not empathetic enough, or like when someone like this author is saying that the problem is that men are not empathetic enough. I'm sure it's part of the problem. For, for certain people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's the main problem. Like you were saying, there's a lot of other factors that go into that. And uh, I don't think that more empathy is going to fix everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. Alex, are are you an empathetic person? I, I mean, I can be. Like Eric said, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tool. That's really what it is. It's something that you can 
utilized in certain situations that you want it to get utilized that i think that there's a weird stigma about it that boys or men or everybody needs to be more empathetic like uh there's no rule written down that says that i have to be empathetic to anybody else right like i guess i'm more in the the like f off and leave me alone <laughs> camp when it comes to to this category but i i think that empathy like eric said it's a tool and that's that's really all it is i don't know if it's going to fix any problem it will surely it would help get people to be a little more understanding of everybody else maybe but i don't think human beings are really built that way i, I just i don't Got look it. around look around you know yeah most people don't give a shit about other people i would <laughs> i would agree with that yeah. uh bringing it bringing things back or, or oh go ahead i would say yeah so i would say when when someone says people need to be more empathetic what they're really saying is other people need to care more about me usually mm. yeah 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 okay yeah <laughs> that makes sense um yep. bringing things back around to being vulnerable with women some something that just came to my mind also was something that uh eric said early early on in the discussion which is that a lot of guys are or a lot of guys in the red pill space they don't you know, be vulnerable with women because women will, will use it against you. You also hear people say that uh, women don't care about your problems, right? They wait at the finish line, fuck the winner, that kind of thing. Um, do you think that's true? Eric, do you think women don't care? I think that people in general don't. And I think that that's a good thing because what happens in life is you have a lot of problems. And if you learn to deal with those problems on your own, you will get to the finish line because you will have wins if you get up and you keep trying. And then when you get to the wins, people will love you for the wins. And, you know, when you talk about like, if you're given a motivational speech to a bunch of people, yeah, you might want to share like, Hey, like I've had a lot of problems and I've had a lot of obstacles and, you know, you got to keep working through it because life is a series of setbacks and you do have some wins, but you do have setbacks, but yeah. I, okay. I guess it would be nice if, if you're going through a period of a lot of setbacks, if people really cared about you, but I don't know my personality type, I would much rather be the kind of person that keeps going until I get the wins and then get appreciated for the wins. And I think that a lot of people, it's hard to see that when you're younger and when you haven't had a lot of wins yet, because it's like, oh man, like how am I ever going to just instantly become someone that can measure up to this kind of a thing? Same yeah. thing like what you were talking about before you kind of jokingly said, go to therapy for a guy. It's like, a lot of like the maturation phase of men, it might require therapy. It might require, you know, being really vulnerable, having reaching out and finding some other male friends. It's not something that happens overnight. You know, you don't get jacked by going to the gym just a few times, but over time, once you do, people do see it, women see it and they appreciate you for it. And of course, a woman that sees a guy that's been going to the gym for a while as very attractive, thinks he's always been that way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, that's, it's the way that it works. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think it's just something it that's, I think it's just something that's really easy to say, right? It's really easy to think in a way where it's like, everybody should be more caring. Yeah. No shit. That sounds great. Doesn't it? Doesn't that sound fantastic? If I snap my fingers and everybody was more caring. Sure. I wish the world were a better place, but like a lot of places or a lot of people don't get it. It's like, we're not, you know, most people aren't empathetic 
in the way that you wish they could be like the the world would be a better place sure maybe we don't know but it it's not (laughs) you You want to know you want to know where a great place to go is uh where literally no one gives a shit like so so not just like like eric says uh it's not just women that don't care about your problems most people don't care about your problems right Go to New York City sometime, man. When I was a kid one time, I went out there to uh, visit my my grandparents. They lived in New Jersey. And uh, we went to the city one day. And my dad was like, my dad hated the city, but my mom really wanted to see it. And so my dad's just basically dragging my brother and I through, through the streets of Manhattan. Uh, we're on our way to go see the Empire State Building. And we saw a fucking drug bust right in front of us. And like, and I'm from the country, right? Like, I, I don't see that shit on a daily basis. But we see these cops like, like throw these guys to the ground. They're pulling drugs out. They got a gun to a guy's head. My mom wants to stop and take pictures because she's a total country bumpkin too. And and we're, we're just like amazed by this, you know, like this is what this is crazy. And all the other New Yorkers are just walking by like it's nothing, you know, <laughs> So yeah, it's not just women that don't care about your problems. Go to New York. Nobody cares about your problems there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I do we have anything else to talk about on this subject? I think we're I got one more thing. Okay. Let's and do I, it. I, I, I talked about it in a video that I made. Okay. And it was that I personally am capable of separating the idea of being vulnerable and talking about how I feel. I can I can tell you, like, I I went to work today. I was kind of annoyed. I was a little impatient. I got bummed that I was still there. I came home. I had to do this this podcast with you guys. I was excited about it. Uh, And I can tell you that a couple of days ago, I stubbed my toe and it hurt like a son of a bitch. And I'm not vulnerable throughout any of that. So I think if there's, like, any kind of actionable advice to come from this is that try to understand that i think most guys are capable of just saying how you feel very matter-of-factly and having it not be that big of a deal because i mean in my mind the way i think about it is that i am responsible for my feelings and you can't really put that on anybody else so asking me to be vulnerable it just it kind of goes against my nature personally because i just i just think it's my responsibility to govern how i'm feeling and what i'm doing yeah that makes sense do you want to do you want to add anything to that eric yeah i think that uh to me i I like how he said the ability to separate sharing how you feel from being vulnerable and to me i think the separation for me is being able to either share how i feel or be vulnerable without giving the implication that uh i need that other person otherwise i'm going to fall apart or i or i don't know what to do unless the other person tells me what to do or i don't have this i don't have an internal compass of what's right what direction i should go without that other person and that goes back to one of the things that's talked about i think in the rational male uh, the word abdicating is used a lot where the man gets into a serious relationship or marriage and he hands over all the financial decisions and he hands over all the planning decisions and everything to the woman because it's just easier. She's got opinions on these kinds of things and just lets her fully take the reins. And don't get me wrong, totally certain situations where the woman's going to take the reins. But 
you also have to be present in the process. And that's going to mean that you're going to have to hash some things out and talk some things out, but have your own compass of where you're going and not just looking to the other person for the emotional guidance, because then you become like a child and a woman wants a man, not another kid. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. One thing that uh, I thought about the other day too, and I, and I mentioned a little bit in the podcast that usually women want their men to be their rock, not the other way around. Right. And I, and I'm a, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I saw a post from uh, Chris Jericho. You guys know who Chris Jericho is. If not fuck off the podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) Chris, Chris Jericho posted, uh, I think he's, he's uh, been married for, I don't know how many years. And uh, he posted a picture of him and his wife and he's like, she's my rock. And I was just like, man, Chris Jericho, (laughs) come on. What are you doing, bro? But don't, don't make her, you can, you can share, like you said, Alex, you can share your feelings uh, very matter effectively, but you don't have to be a little bitch about it. And whatever you do, don't, don't, don't make her your rock or your mom or, whatever. <laughs> Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think calibration's a, a good word to talk about. Like you could talk about how you feel without exploding about it. You don't have to. There's no rules that say you have to and I don't know, I guess just just say how you feel and give the the emphasis that none of that stuff is going to defeat you or whatever if you got to be in the abstract about it. Like this is how I'm feeling, and it's I'm still fine regardless. I got this. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we will wrap up here. Um, Purple Pill Eric, where can people find you online, man? All right. So I am on TikTok as Purple Pill Eric, and I'm on YouTube as Mr. Skylight. I also do music. All right. Great. I'll put links to these in the description. Awesome. Mr. Alex Costello, where can people hey. find you online? So TikTok is at Alex or at it's Alex Costello and Twitter is Alex underscore Costello. And then the number nine, we got to get Eric on Twitter. Like, what is he doing? Well, Twitter sucks, man. I I'm, I know I'm, it sucks, but it's, it's fun. It's like the worst. Let's talk about that. Uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I put tweets out. I twat, but Man, it just—I don't get very much engagement on there. It's uh, you know, it's hit, it's very hit or miss. I to me, out of all the social media platforms, like Instagram's like my favorite right now. It it really is. And, and I'm on neither, there too. Yeah, you're you just started on Instagram, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I don't do anything over there. I yeah. guess I should start. You, oh man, like so, totally off topic here, but. I've just been, uh, I've taken sort of a break from TikTok because I'm trying to put space in between bullshit uh, community guidelines violations. And uh, so I've only been uploading my uh, podcast promotions at the, at the time of this recording. Um, but, I'm, but I'm uploading like all my normal content to Instagram. And what I'll notice is even when I'm just posting like my, you know, my clips from the podcast, they perform way better on Instagram. Like I, I put them on reels and uh, just the other day I put, put out a promo and it got 71 views. I have 22,000 followers on TikTok. It only got 71 views on Instagram. I have less than 3000 followers. It had 4,000 views. I'm like, yeah, something's up. 
I'm like, why am I even on fucking TikTok anymore? It's bullshit. But maybe I should talk about narcissism, right? There you go. <laughs> that, is a, that is a running joke now amongst me and all of my friends. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it, it's 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 hilarious. It's like uh, it's like the the flavor of the month on TikTok. Like everyone eats it up, man. Dude, Mark- I've I've been talking about it on and off. Just whenever I see a video, I'll do a stitch and I'll just be like, "This guy is he wasn't a narcissist. He was just a dickhead, and you weren't prepared to deal with it." Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, all. Oh man, and then people like will defend their like, "Oh, everyone's a narcissist." In the comments, they there, will like go off on it. I love there it. There is like, there's like books. Stacks of books written about not real science about narcissists that aren't narcissists. It's like they have all these coined terms. What amazes me the most is how many people comment on those saying this is the first time that they've heard this. Like with you saying that there's books written on this, like, oh, I was married to one for however many years. And this is the first time I've heard this. It's like you were dealing with this and you didn't like research it. Like it's so wild. It's like. People don't this research. The- yeah. They, they go on TikTok and they call that research. That's what they do. <laughs> Talk search. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, guys. Thanks for yes. joining. We could do a whole other episode on narcissists. I swear to God. I'm ready. Not now, <laughs> but good. soon. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll, I'll give you guys your evenings back. Thanks for joining me. Alex, Eric, thanks again for joining me. You guys are both welcome back anytime. Uh, just let me know if there's anything you want to promote or talk about and i'll have you guys back on um i hope you guys got a lot of out of that discussion you know like i said in the intro (laughs) is it's not a good idea to bring your problems to your to your girl right like you can talk to your girl about like your hopes and dreams and aspirations like she wants to be a part of your life right if you don't share with her stuff like your hopes and dreams and your aspirations and your goals she won't know that you you have ambition right so that kind of stuff that that kind of stuff's okay i think to talk about but bringing your problems to your girl you know talking about like how shitty your day was you know talking about like all the stuff you're dealing with at work none of that stuff really matters she really doesn't care if you do it all the time she'll lose attraction for you it's just you see it all the time you see it all the time so it's just not a good idea to do that you know, if you feel like you have to talk to someone about it, definitely talk to someone, but don't talk to your girl about it. She's, uh, you know, she's not your mother. You know what I mean? She's not your therapist. So go actually go get a therapist, you know, you join my Patreon. I'll, I'll listen to you, man. Like if you want to talk about all the shit you're going through, <laughs> join the Patreon. I'll help you out, man. I'll listen. I'll, I'll be your, I, I'm not a therapist, but, uh, I'll be a listening ear for you. So check that out. Uh, so speaking of Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod, there's five tiers available. Uh, link is in the description or you can go to patreon.com slash come on man pod. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. If you guys have any questions about this episode, drop it in the comments. If uh, you're listening on an audio platform and you can't drop it in the comments, come on over to YouTube, find this video, drop it in the comments there. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Other than that, I guess we'll see you guys next week on Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media 
The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.